what is spiritual possession? In this podcast, I'm going to share a few thoughts about it, and uh, they're from experience and knowledge as the Messiah. My name is Dale Travis Maynard, and I'm Messiah. Uh, I'm not Jesus Christ, I'm Messiah from the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verses uh, 25, predominantly. Uh, There's another verse where it says Messiah. I'll be called Messiah the Prince in just more than seven years. And in my experience, um, but also from God's word, I can tell you more about spiritual possession than you've ever heard. There are many spirits in heaven that think to possess you. Uh, you. You might not know this, but there are many that think to do this. And not only that, they hope to go in your body and speak to you, and they want you to hear their words, and they want you to believe that they are God. They want to go inside your body, and they want you to believe that they're God, and they're telling you to kill someone, murder, commit sin, and cut yourself. They want you to worship someone who isn't God. Another one might come in and say, that that spirit might say that he is Jesus Christ. Another one might come in and say that he is the Holy Ghost. Another one might come in and say that he is a famous person. They might try over and over again to deceive you into thinking that there's someone they're not. They want you to hear their words. The spiritual possession, in all of my experience, is nothing more than a joke. When a man or a woman is possessed by a spirit, that man or woman typically wants the spirit to be in there. These spirits are stupid spirits. They say stupid words. They don't mean anything. And when you hear the stories of men and women, they were rolling on the ground and moaning and foaming at the mouth. When you hear these stories, you might think, what can spirits really do? Can they control a man? There's a story in the New Testament of a man possessed by a spirit, a young man. And uh, his father, I think if I remember correctly, said that the young man did all these strange things. He even broke free from chains. But I think this is what happened. The father was embarrassed by his son's behavior. And he thought to himself, you know, if anyone finds out that we haven't tried to stop this man from doing all these strange things, they might think that I'm a bad father. I'll tell them that I put him in chains. Oh, they might not believe it because then they might say, why isn't he in chains? Maybe I'll tell them that my son broke free from the chains, that the spirit strengthened him. And I think this man came right up to Jesus Christ and lied to his face and said, my son breaks free from chains. What often happens when a man's possessed by a spirit or a woman is they get possessed by a spirit again. From time to time, there are spirits that roam in the earth. But I'll tell you, I have, at least in part, put an end to that. There are far less spirits roaming the earth now. I don't like evil spirits and wicked spirits roaming the earth. There's nothing special or secret about them. They're a man or a woman. They're men or women who lived in the earth and then died. Sometimes they went to heaven. Sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they went to heaven and they were judged by God and saved by Jesus Christ, I guess. And then an evil angel found them and brought them to the earth and told them something, I guess, like possess men and women. I don't know. Angels can take men and women, spirits, from the heaven to the earth. So maybe they're just brought here by an angel. But God's given me the ability 
to handle some of these problems, and I do. From time to time, I deliver those spirits from the earth back to heaven before the throne of God and other places as well. Spiritual possession is largely a joke. So for many of you that think it's a real problem, you're right. There are spirits that want to come into the earth and possess you. They want to speak to you and they want to lie to you and they want you to sin and they want you to do wicked things. Why do they want you to sin? Angels know God is real. Lucifer knows God is real. And they want you to think God isn't real. And then they want you to believe lies about God. They want you to think someone else is God. Who isn't? That's why it's stuff about sin and things like that. Many of these spirits, maybe all, have seen God. When a man or woman dies, an angel is supposed to take them to heaven. And then, when they're before the throne of God, they're judged by God. And they either go to heaven or to hell. You might think, why don't they all go to hell? They're not all this wicked right away, I guess. But in either case, I'm driving, that's what's going on. When these spirits to the earth they might want to get in your body those of you that think this is a real problem it kind of makes sense there are spirits that want to do weird shit those of you think that's not a big deal you're probably correct it's kind of isn't the spirits are kind of lame they're kind of pathetic they can't really do that much For those of you that think this is interesting, here are some more interesting things, especially if you're undecided. When a man or woman dies, their spirit, after about two or three minutes, sometimes sooner, an angel might appear before them. The angel might speak for a moment, maybe two or three minutes, and then they might touch the spirit on the shoulder with two fingers and take the spirit to heaven. Before that, the angel might have questions. See, it's really cool that in life we can think, does God exist? Are there angels? Will I go to heaven? And then after we die, we might see an angel and know right away. When we see an angel, we typically know right away. They're flawless. They have no imperfections of any kind. They speak in a unique way that is unique to angels. They're men. And when they take you to heaven, you're before the throne of God. It takes about four seconds to go from the earth to the heaven and to be before the throne of God. And then you can see your father who gave you life you're judged by God and all of his judgments are perfect and I've never met anyone that was offended by God's judgments not one his judgments are perfect judgments important when we live we do and say and think many things we we think and do many things and we say many things saying is part of doing so like we say we're judged according to what we think and do and that includes what we say like, this is how I usually say it 
we're judged according to all we've ever thought and done, including what we've said. And then after we're judged, we might be given admission into heaven by God. And then we see heaven. I mean, it happens fast and it's amazing. It really is. For those of you that might say, I don't know if hell exists. Well, you might find out. <coughs> In hell, there is fire. In hell, there is pus. In hell, there is blood. In hell, there are boils. And in heaven, there is light. In heaven, there is love. In heaven, there is peace. In heaven, we are in the presence of God. So it's cool. And there's a lot of spirits in heaven. And basically, you're like, how do we live as a spirit? Well, when we sin, then we have to die. That's just how, the, how it works. Whatsoever we sin, we've committed a sin worthy of death. And all who sin, die. And when we die... What it means is our physical body dies, and that's the first death. But then we're a spirit, and if our spirit and soul die, that's the second death. So when we sin and we live our life in the earth, that's the uh, that's the first death. And then you can live as a spirit, maybe forever and ever. What I like to say is, it's really cool that in heaven we may live forever and ever and might not die. And what I mean is the second death. So that's interesting. Now, you might think, like, what about spiritual stories about hauntings and things like that? Those stories get a little bit tricky. A lot of them might be made up. Some of them might be imagined, you might think. But there's a lot of things that happen that actually are really odd. What you'll find is if you're in a place where there are no spirits making any sounds, no angels fucking, like, evil angels fuck with people's heads sometimes. If you're in a place where there's no evil angels, no spirits, there's silence. And then when there's spirits... Or if there's an angel fucking with your head, it can get weird as fuck. And that's pretty much the two options. And then there's demons and devils and shit like that, and that gets even weirder. Demons typically have to be summoned. There's false gods, but they're not like God. They don't have the power of God. They don't have a physical body of flesh. And it's kind of the same thing. They might be like, worship me. And if you're like, no, I won't, you know, eventually the false god will probably leave. So when there's none of this weird shit going on, it's like silence in your thinking and you're clear-headed. So a lot of those men and women that um, talk about hearing shit all the time, you know, they might have a physical problem, but also a lot of the time, there's just spirits bugging the fuck out of them. And I want to tell you how lame this is. It's kind of like if you were at a school or someplace where there's a lot of children, imagine like 50 rugrats just being annoying. You're like, that's just fucking lame. And everyone's like, why are you so annoyed all the time? And you're like, well, don't you see? I got 50 children just running around and annoying me. Children aren't that bad. But you get the idea. Spirits are kind of like that. They're kind of like a small problem. You know? They just speak and you can kind of hear it, I guess. And sometimes you can really hear it clearly. And it's also weird. They don't often have a lot to say. So you might think if it was really a spirit, they would just keep talking and talking. That's not always true. They talk, and then there might be a long time until they talk again. And then you might think you're crazy. You might think, I just hear a voice. So it, I just heard one. And then I didn't hear one before that for two hours, or for 30 minutes, or for four days. And you might think you're crazy. 
So that's a kind of a weird trivia thing about these spirits. Uh, there's typically more of them at hospitals, but I don't think they really talk to people there. I take care of that routinely. And recently I got rid of a lot of them. Uh, most of them in the whole earth, I think. I don't always get rid of them all. Sometimes I have a reason for doing that. But you know, it's a, it's a real problem. Here's a, here's a question. If there's like a teenage boy, he's, let's say he's 15 years old or 17 years old or something, living with his parents, he's on the computer all day, and they work or something, so he's at the house, and if he spends like a lot of his day summoning demons and like praying to the devil and hoping that spirits will come and like evil spirits and shit, and he's trying to like contact the devil, you know, I can move those spirits away, but then they might keep coming back. And what are they really going to do? They're going to tell them, murder someone. Ultimately, if someone murders because they heard a voice in their head, that person probably was going to murder anyways. Or even worse, that person is just fucking confused and tormented. So I kind of got to make a choice, you know? Like, do I need to keep moving these spirits back and forth while evil angels do it? The evil angels need to be stopped. They need to stop doing that. So I need to get the righteous angels to do that. But the problem is the righteous angels, they don't want to have conflict with Lucifer right now because they think Lucifer has all this power. And so they're, I think what they're trying to do is avoid a war right now because I told them that there might be a war soon. And so they're trying to avoid a war and I, they're having like, I think negotiations every day about like righteous angels versus evil angels and like what each is going to do so they don't provoke each other into a war. And ultimately, really, it's um, the devil's trying to get the righteous angels to acquiesce to all of the devil's requests. Lucifer is the devil. I mean, this is a fucking weird, weird thing, right? So if you're undecided and you just want to hear something and consider it, there are some things for consideration. Reality is stranger than fiction. And life is a lot weirder than a lot of movies we've seen. So when we talk about spiritual possession, one of the things we're really talking about, I mean, honestly, is just how weird it gets when the devil's there. You know, you might not know for sure the angels are real because you've never seen one. And it might be that you don't know for sure if our um, spirits are real because you've never seen one. But if you've sinned, you know God is real because he probably rebuked you four times before you sinned and you knew it was God rebuking you, clearly. He often rebukes four times before a man sins, sometimes more, sometimes less. He might rebuke you again when you're sinning. And he might rebuke you again after you sinned. You know it's God. Everyone who sinned knows God is real. <clears throat> now, as far as I know, there's never even been one example where a spirit actually possessed someone and controlled someone. So what, they, what I think they try to do is kind of like stand near where you are and like speak to you and um, they might try to stand like in the same physical location as your body and like try to make you believe that they have control of you or something they might try some weird stuff but it's clear that they don't they can't as far as I know no spirit has ever controlled someone's uh, body ever like not even their finger as far as I know ever even if there were many spirits I don't think it could be done but um you know a lot of strange things have happened and god might have made it so that it could have happened in the past or that it might happen in the future but i doubt it 
I really doubt that it will ever happen. What I think actually has happened every time is that there's like a weird person who is like, has a propensity for like rolling around on the floor and like foaming at the mouth or drooling or something. And then there's like a spirit there as well. And so this weird person like mumbles and rolls around on the floor and just acts weird. And then if the spirits removed, that person might be like, oh, I don't hear those voices anymore from that spirit or from those spirits. And, but they're still just a weirdo that rolls around on the floor. I mean, honestly, I, I've seen a, a number of examples of spirits trying to control a person. And I think mostly they're just fucking annoying. I mean, if there's a great multitude of spirits, because I don't think they've talked that much. I think they mostly, like, just now just talking a lot. Like, if there was a thousand spirits, they might be, like, talking often. I don't think it's even continual talking. You know? Uh, so spiritual possession, I think, often really doesn't happen. Now, when you see those stories of someone that's, like, possessed, and there's, like, a Catholic priest, and they're like, come out of him in the name of Jesus Christ. And the spirit's like moaning and groaning and they're expecting Jesus to do it. I think what's happening predominantly is um, there's a weird person that's like rolling around and moaning and groaning. Honestly, I think that's like 99% or 100% of it. Now, there might be spirits there or not. And I've heard these stories and the spirit came out of them and they were silenced. They fell asleep. Maybe they just stopped moaning, you know, and there are a lot of men and women that don't like to hear God's words and they don't want to hear about Jesus Christ and they don't want to be in church. And you'll find that when someone is really, like really, they we started, we, let me say it a different way. If they really hate God and really hate Jesus Christ and really don't want to hear God's word, they start, they might start moaning and groaning and grumbling and cursing, but that's the words of that man or that woman. It's not the words of the spirit inside of them. So that's, I mean, that's spiritual possession. So a Catholic priest, they're not even a priest, honestly. A priest is someone that offers animal sacrifices at God's temple. God has wrath. And when we sin, I think someone needs to die. And so maybe if a priest is there and the man who sinned offers a goat, maybe it's so that man doesn't die today and he might live tomorrow. Okay, God has wrath as children of sin. But a Catholic priest doesn't do any of that. So a Catholic priest might be all tricked up in the head because the Catholic priest can't see the spirits. He just thinks there's one there. He doesn't know. I'm not trying to like make fun of the Catholic priest, but I mean, really honestly, if they start talking about getting into spiritual possession, I have no doubt that there are spirits inside of men and women and it's weird, but you can't see it and neither can the priest. I mean, it, it is a thing that happens. And the whole possession idea, they're trying to take possession of your body and control you. But really what they mean by that is they're trying to persuade you to do something. So a man that doesn't want to hear God's words and a man that hates God might think a Catholic priest is a man that loves God. And so they might grumble and groan and moan and curse and say, fuck you, God, and things like that. We can't blame the spirit for that. They might foam with the mouth and weird shit like that. But, you know, there are some weird motherfuckers out there that can't control drool coming out of their mouth. So the spirit can't control a person in any way I've ever seen. They just try to persuade someone to do something stupid. They're like, crawl around on your hands and knees. And then they might try that for a while. Then they'll say, piss your pants. 
over and over again, piss your pants, piss your pants. I mean, it's just stupid things. And then they're like, um, let your mouth hang open, never close your mouth. They want men and women to look stupid. So honestly, it's like getting trolled. You know, it's kind of like getting trolled on the internet, but these spirits, a lot of them, they lived thousands of years ago. So they, they haven't looked at like internet memes and like Reddit feeds about trolling. So they're, and they haven't read like a how, howto.com kind of like bullet point list of how to troll someone as a spirit, you know, but they have experience doing it, some of them. So what are they doing? They're doing things that they remember from thousands of years ago. It's like, let's see if we can make this man do something stupid. It's kind of just getting trolled a lot of the time. Like, well, piss your pants. Blow your nose without a tissue so there's boogers on your face. Hold your mouth open and never close it. Just keep it open. Everyone likes it. Keep it open. And so they'll try to persuade people to do all this dumb shit. To just look stupid and sound stupid. And unfortunately, no one hears except for that man. So he might think he's going fucking crazy. And the spirits might think it's funny because they're just trolling a man. You know? So you might think like in spiritual possession, if you think it's like, okay, let's look at a hypothetical. Let's look at like the like real cases, you might think, okay, what is like a very sophisticated form of spiritual possession and persuasion? As far as I know, they don't have any sophisticated methods. They just kind of like go near a person and then troll them. Now, it predominantly happens to men that are Christians or women that are Christians. And here's why they're targeted by, uh, by angels that watch uh, men and women in the earth. And so then they'll tell each other like, okay, this is a righteous man or a pious man or this is a man that loves God and loves Jesus. And then uh, evil angels will bring spirits down and those spirits will just annoy this man. And so this man is in a lose-lose situation. If this man says, I'm possessed by spirits, everyone's going to think he's fucking crazy. If this man does anything that the spirits tell him, he might look stupid. If this man doesn't do anything at all, then these spirits might just fucking bother him day and night. And he might think he's going fucking crazy. And they might be like waking him up in the middle of the night. Angels can wake a man up in the middle of the night. Um, they have the ability to do this. And I don't know how often they're allowed to do this. Because God, I think, stops them a lot from this weird shit that they do. But this man, he's just in a lose-lose situation. He can't tell anyone. He doesn't know how to put an end to it. And he might pray over and over again. And God might not even stop it. He might not know it's spirits. To him, it might just be voices. He, he might go to the doctor and say... I think I'm losing my fucking mind. I hear voices occasionally and they tell me to piss my pants and hold my jaw open. And this might be a businessman, a preacher. This man might own a construction business, building houses. He might be respected in his neighborhood, a man that's worked hard. And now he's, you know, 39 years old, 35 years old, starting to build, build a business. People know his name. He has a truck with his name on the side. He has 50 employees or 150 employees. He's building now 20 houses or 10 houses or something. And that's a lot of houses to build for a, a company that size, I think, depending on how you count. But he's building all these houses in a year. He might say, you know, last year we built 100 houses and my business is even better this year. And all of a sudden, these spirits might afflict him day and night. They might find out from an evil angel that watched this man. This man hopes one day to be a preacher. Or they might find out this man, his brother is a preacher and his brother's talking to him about Jesus. And now they want this, uh, this carpenter, uh, the man that owns the house building business to go fucking crazy and to try to, um, make his brother look stupid or to try to dissuade his brother from preaching, to try to shame his brother. 
So if they can't destroy a preacher, the evil angels that talk to the devil, what they might do is try to destroy everyone around him and destroy the preacher's whole life. They might try to destroy the preacher's whole family, his wife, his children, his parents, his brother and his sister. And then those people might go fucking crazy and they're like, fuck, is this spirits? And they don't have anyone to talk to about it. And no one knows how to help them. And then if, if I wave my hand around, because God gave me the ability to do this, I just wave my hand and I can move the spirits. It's like, it's kind of like, um, imagine if you had the ability to move water with your fingertips without touching it from like across the world. I can feel the, like the pressure on my fingertips, like I'm moving water when I move the spirits. That's what it feels like. I'm the only one on the earth that can do it. And, uh, I, from time to time I do this from time to time, I might try to stop evil angels from bothering pastors. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I think about this and this is what I think. What if God allows this to happen? So the pastor has a real challenge in his life to overcome. And then the pastor can refuse to do anything evil. And then later after that pastor's lived a whole life, that pastor might be rewarded for retaining his integrity. I'm like, you know, that makes sense. Because what the spirits try to get him to do, this is going to surprise you if you're not a Christian, is they try to get him to murder his wife. And whether you're a Christian or not, you know that's wrong. They try to get this man to go fuck a bunch of other women or fuck men. Listen, this pastor is married and you all know that's wrong, whether you're a Christian or not. They try to get this man to kill his children. And they try to get this pastor's wife to kill the children. They do everything they can that's violent to try to make everyone kill themselves. They try to get the pastor's son to commit suicide. So on one hand, I'm like, you know, if people go through this challenge and they retain their integrity, God might reward them greatly. Conversely, if I don't try to stop it, no one will. And then the world might be filled with crazy people. Or actually, even worse, sane people that think they're crazy because the spirits never stop afflicting them. So spiritual possession, whether you believe in it or not, is actually an interesting conversation. Because you might think, okay, if there are spirits that have done this thousands of years, they might be like professionals at it by now, like with skill and a plan. Nope. They're just a bunch of fucking weirdos that tell men and women to piss their pants in public. They might tell a young man, take off your pants. Take your pants down so everyone can see your butt. Eat garbage. There's women coming. Yell a filthy word at them. Starting to make sense now, isn't it? 